0: Hello and welcome to opening the gates to more listings for estate agents with me, Simon Gates. I'm delighted to be joined today by Mr. Joe Bradley. Joe, thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me on, Simon. Absolute pleasure, mate.
0: It's funny, right? Because I've I've recorded that very boring, generic, repetitive intro like 90 something times now. And yeah, yeah. I looked at you and I was like, I wanted to laugh. Like that's probably the first time that's happened. Um, I think when we always speak, you, I don't know, you have a infectious energy uh, about you. I always come away from our conversations sort of happy. So that's a compliment to you. Thank you, mate. Appreciate that. That's one one compliment in the bag already. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it there. The only way is down. <laughs> so right. So you are correct me if i'm wrong roughly 18 months into business
1: ownership now is that about right yes mate we launched um march 2022 cool okay and how
0: how long was it like playing on your mind before actually
1: going and and doing that yeah um we we spoke about launching the company for about 15 months before it wow. actually happened. Long time mate, long, long time. We we wanted to be in a position whereby when we when we launched we everything was set up. So whether it's CRM, whether it's different whole aspects of the business, rather than when we launched, we have to think about oh, what we're doing with this, what we're doing with that. We launch, focus on listings, 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 and everything, the whole process is all set up and systems are in place. Um, so we spent a huge amount of time uh, thinking about ideas and different brand designs and how we wanted the company to look. Did we want to be on the high street? Did we want to be off the high street? Um, and and a huge amount of time. Um, but I'm pleased we did it because when we when we did launch, hit the ground running and and could worry about listings and the the actual day to day business.
0: Yeah, yeah. From the outside looking, obviously we've we've we've. Um worked together um previously it it looks like you yeah you're you're smashing it so you mentioned and i i don't i actually don't know the answer to this question um so you mentioned high street not high street your your office is it is it on
1: a high street is it like an, it a, away from the high street what is it yeah so we're we're off the high street we're um we're by Fairlock station in haynault if anybody knows that um opposite the lovely Fairlock waters um and we in i guess you could call it an industrial estate. okay an industrial estate. we've got a self-contained unit um uh, upstairs is property downstairs is is mortgages and finance about two two thousand two hundred square foot um it's great mate because the, the the overheads lower which is a big thing yeah um and and we've got parking people can come and see us um and and See what the driving factor was is when we went through covid when we came out of covid i probably had in my in my corporate high street office who i was with before one or two people come in a week yeah. if that and that was a real driving factor and we're we're right near a tube station people can drive and see us so it, it just made sense to do this um and that that's why we took that to that approach and whether or not we do venture into the high street, I, I I don't know yet, but but we're very happy where we are. But it's clearly not damaged your
0: your brand, has it? You've gone out and you've got listings and you've grown the business inside the last 18 months. So it's not as if people have gone,
1: well, I'm not going with them because they don't have a high street presence. We've I've we've never had that. On, on every valuation Robin and I have been on, um, listings, prospecting, we've never once had a client say, but you're not on the high street yeah it's it's in my opinion is it's just it's not as important now as it was five to ten years ago yeah yeah um and i think i think the difficulty is for some agencies once they're on the high street hmm. if you then come off the high street it appears as if you've gone out of business or you yeah, yeah. downgraded as such whereas for us we're now off the high street if we then come onto the high street it gives the impression we're um yeah we're leveling up or something if you will yeah good point and i
0: i think on what you're saying as well uh about like parking stuff when you said that i was thinking yeah when it came to uh when i was an agent on the high street yeah parking could be an absolute nightmare and you think how know, think as well on like the day of completion if i mean i i would be going and meeting uh buyers sellers at the houses yeah. with the keys and I, I wish i'd done more of that um back in the day but let's say for example they're coming to the office it was a pain in the backside. Like, oh yeah, you might get parking here. You might need to go there. And they're all stressed. It's, you know, a really important stressful day for them. Whereas yesterday I went to see uh, an FIA member um, up in Hull, Lion Property, mm. and they're on a retail park. So you've got like the sofa shops, the bed shops. All yeah, yeah. And I messaged um, Sam there before and I said, so what's the parking arrangement? just trying just park outside the office. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so this is too easy. Went and parked. I then went in. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I was like, so how long do I get to park here for? And like, where do I pay? He went, no, no, you just leave it there. Yeah, uh, Like, well, you're making it so easy for people if they do come to see, it. and they've got a big lettings business. So obviously, contractors coming in,
1: yeah, you know, like exactly. that. it's
0: easy for people to to come in and and do business with them. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: interesting um in terms well of- it's, it's interesting where we are so we, we are right near a central line station as well uh, that is 15 20 minutes from stratford so you know that's about a five minute walk so whether you're driving commuting yeah you know it's easy we just wanted to make it as easy for people to come to us and I'm, it's, I'm it's interesting you're talking about meeting clients at properties um because i am um, i'm going to make some notes as we go through this because that is we used to do a lot of that and we sort of slip into bad habits of not doing what we used to be what we used to do because you get so caught up in the day-to-day um but but visiting completions at the property is 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 a great thing to do so i'm just going to make some notes as we go through for myself see i i
0: love that you you've said that and and it doesn't surprise me that you're saying that from the conversations we've had before because again from from having worked with you i know that you've got a great operation there but you're not complacent or arrogant in going. Oh, yeah, there's nothing we we can change or or do better. You're saying oh, I'm going to make notes because you thought we need to do that. Yeah. Um, is that so have have you always been like that in your estate agent's career? Because if you start out like and as an apprentice and an independent, then went to the corporate world, then to business ownership. Yes, yes. Have you always been uh, like oh I sh- I've slipped into something. I need to make a better habit there or has it come more into
1: the front of your mind with business ownership yeah i mean i've, I've always been like that i mean i've always li- listened I ho- hopefully i have listened very well and tried to surround myself with good people and t- because i'm i'm in comparison to some people hugely inexperienced in in time in industry and business ownership so there's a huge amount of people that I can learn things from. And, you know, if I can pick little nuggets up from people here and there, like when we talk about this a bit later, but the FIA and the, the dinners that we go on, then that's what we go there for just to try and pick up little things. You pick up one thing a week and that might be the thing that that generates a huge amount of business for you. So I'm, I'm always up for, for listening to other people because at the end of the day, they are, they've been there, seen, they've done it a lot more than, than I have at least definitely. So, so let us actually j- jump into that then. So,
0: uh, the FIA and then the 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 bulldogs dinners that um, they do, but I'm still not allowed to, and it still annoys me. Uh, and I'm joking. I'm over it now. Um, so, I don't think you are. I think well, you're I'm secretly. Not, gutted. I, I, I thought about it. You I are... mean, Matt, Matt did the first one on my birthday just to rub salt in the wounds, just to stick two fingers off me.
1: Uh, so, I think. I think. I think Matt said that that. He met you for a drink for one of them. He And did. then he went, see you later, see you, I'm off to the dinner. See so you said yeah, He did. Yeah, I was
0: with him and uh, Paul Leslie. Um, yeah. I had a lovely time and then broke my heart when he went to the dinner. Um, yeah, you, you you were just a warm up. Then they went I to the real the the real fun after. Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, the FIA, so I, I, I actually remember meeting you at uh, for, uh, for the first time at an FIA conference. So starting a new business, uh, cash flow money a lot of agents will go i i want to cut not cut corners but i'm going to use that language cut corners what's the yeah. cheapest way to market need to get listeners like w- w- why so early on who did you look at the fia and and join it and what what value
1: have have you seen from it on top of what you've already said um i'll be honest with you simon i i, I sort of knew who brian was from linkedin and following people and him always posting things and it was actually um perry and spencer at Gilbert and Rose, who obviously you know particularly well. And those guys have helped us massively. Um loads and loads of different things. So, you know, big thanks to them. But they they suggested it. Um and they essentially we had a meeting with Graham and Graham and I clicked, well, I think we we clicked straight away and and he invited us to to the first conference and then just loved it ever since then. Even the the WhatsApp group with yeah. on it. Um I'm not hugely active on it, but people always posting things on there. Who covers this postcode? Who covers that postcode? What do you think of niche? What do you think of money penny? Yeah, and and that that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, the awards is fun, and you can have a drink, and it's a bit of a laugh. But the the other side of it is, you know, these are people, as I said, people that've done it, using it real time, and um, everyone's always going to try and sell you something. Um, but you need to rely on these people you can trust that can really say. It's no good, or yeah, go for it. Um, so that's invaluable for us. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to December down uh down Milton Keynes at the awards. Are you going? Uh well, yeah, I'm I'm sure I'll be there. I mean, it's
0: my my neck of the woods, uh, my my manner uh to say. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but so uh very randomly, but uh I actually managed to secure my now girlfriend's phone number uh at the FIA conference in December Twenty. Oh, really? One so yeah, some good memories from my first ever FIA conference.
1: What 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 was better, meeting her or meeting me for the first time?
0: Uh, well, uh, I'm gonna say meeting her. Um, so, <laughs> I don't think she listens to the podcast, uh, but I better say that just in case she does. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, of course. but just on on the the uh, Spencer and Perry thing there. So obviously, awesome guys, and for anyone who's who's not coming across Gilbert and Rose, go check them out on on social media. And if you're ever yeah. at an event go and speak to them because they'll they'll make you feel better um, from just speaking to them but I was on your website earlier um and have been on it before again conversations we've had but I it 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 feels like you can see kind of a a Spencer and Perry influence if you don't mind me saying and I and I mean it in a really good way because when they came on the scene you knew it was Gilbert and Rose like the yellow ties and Mm -hmm. with yourselves you've got that is it baby blue colour Teal? What is it?
1: Like a, a Tiffany blue okay, color, I guess you could say. Blue. That fancy, that? high end.
0: But people are going to see that color, and and I would assume and go, that's Joe and Robin. Yeah. So was that really like that was a, a a big thing from the start to go, this kind of color, this branding, people are going to see it and associate it immediately with us.
1: That that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea, and whether we've got the tires or we've got notebooks or whether we've got pens or or anything and and we just really wanted people to associate yeah as you said the board or the color with us um and that that was the main driving factor but, but parents' have helps us a huge amount um as as a, as has everyone in the FIA um but yeah they're 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 an influence for for some things we do yeah definitely
0: and i I think that the the agents i've worked with up and down the country you that the the forward thinking ones the open-minded ones they're not afraid to look at someone who's doing something great and and pick up the phone and have a chat with them and go "Can, can i do something with that i mean i'll openly admit a lot of content i come up with i i look at things agents produce whether it's in the uk america australia and i'm like I feel like I could Simon Gates that. And is there another spin on that or add another layer to it, for example? So it's not all yeah. like the original ideas. Um, and on the the director's dinner, so again, pains me to discuss it. Um, but that's been going for, well, January it started, didn't it? So it must've been about nine or so uh, dinners because I think there was a summer yeah. break. So again, uh, rough is it one, roughly once a month on a Thursday, come together to have a dinner in London and again, chat yeah. with, directors business owners of estate and and agents up and down the country
1: yeah exactly So you've got a whole mix of different directors there different setups people that are fresh to the fresh to direct directorship if you can say that yeah people that have done it 30 40 years um and it's very informal and it sounds like we're, we're plugging matt and neil's dinner for free here but it's um yeah very informal it's it's relaxed it's more of a dinner and a conversation evening just to understand what people are doing, what they've got success with, what they've not got success with. And and I mean I'm very lucky I've got Robin and Will, but if you're a director who's alone, yeah, it's yeah. a bloody lonely, it's a lonely, um, lonely job and lonely world. But I'm very lucky I've got Robin and Will. And for a lot of people though, I think it's good to have someone like minded to bounce ideas off yeah. who they don't necessarily have that with on a day to day. So yeah, if, if anyone hasn't been, you know, a director in state agency, highly, highly recommend it. But I I guess even there with you say
0: you've got Robin and Will, and I completely get what you're saying. You've got them to sort of bounce off and then there might be directors, business owners who don't have that inside their business. I guess there must be times as well where you sit down at that dinner and actually it's nice to have conversations with people who are external from your business, where it's getting that different perspective as well. So you're not just like insular to, to what's going on in, in in your business and as again as much as it pains me and we'll we'll move on to something else Matt very much makes a point of it's directors it's business owners it you're not going to be sold to because you do uh, have conferences dinners events etc where we know what it's like there is the kind of central bit where there's loads of supplier stations and suppliers are there they're wanting to do business so it's nice to know that you're going there without the pressure feeling like you're being sold to. you can kind of you know put your shoulders back, relax yeah. and enjoy the evening.
1: Yeah. No, that's that, that's that's exactly it, Simon. Exactly. It. And um it, it's no different to when you and I used to have our monthly catch ups. You know, we did the when you when you first set up monthly catch ups and it takes someone looking externally for, for you to realise what the three of us are thinking is completely wrong. And sometimes it is wrong and we need someone externally to look at it and go, have you ever thought of this or have you ever thought of doing yeah. that? um and that that's all it takes sometimes just for someone to step out of your mini bubble look at it yeah. birds like you and say no 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 we need to be doing this yeah um and that that's a that's a massive help so uh moving on from
0: the opening the gates podcast now sponsored by the ball dot brothers and <laughs> uh <laughs> dinner. um you've got if i'm not mistaken over 100 five-star reviews on google
1: we do indeed, 119.
0: Okay, not that it's counted. Unless unless someone's left one in the next last half an hour,
1: 119, yeah.
0: So that's pretty epic. So how how have you managed to uh achieve that in, in 18 months? Because I think a lot of agents don't ask for reviews, they're nervous of getting reviews if there's something negative. So can you give some little tips for how
1: you've managed to get so many reviews in the short space of time? Um asking asking is is half yeah. of it let's be honest asking is half of it and following up and you know moving is a is a busy thing and i know people i've helped i've helped clients of mine i've known for a long time move and i know they're happy with the service but they've just been busy yeah, yeah. and it's i mean we we've got a, an excel spreadsheet which people might find might find useful and it's really the the uh, uh pipeline so you've got you've got um uh, this will help for listings as well the property address fee who listed it um and where the listing came from is really important so we can sort of track to see trends as to where our listings are coming from and where they're not um and then review um when we first ask for the review and, and then just trying to follow up every couple of weeks i've got emily that works with me she's great at doing that she's our sales progressor and 99 percent of people that are, that are pleased with the experience are happy to leave a review but probably only 50% do because they're just busy
0: yeah
1: and 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 it's just following up with people first of all, asking following up with people following up with them again and just making it as easy as possible for them to leave a review also we, we've got a, a link to the website send the link post it to google and options to post to facebook as well um and and that's it but half the battle is obviously you've got to have a good service to start but half the yeah. battle is asking and then just continuing to ask because people just get busy and forget it it, it it's like you had a like a, a
0: right smile on your face when when I asked a question you went well you you, you just ask and and yeah. you might laugh when you said it but it's it, it's, it's, but it's so true it's the simplest thing just ask but also keep following up because when you were saying it it made me think of times where like at a restaurant or a hotel and they ask you for a, a review and it's like yeah I have I've had a good experience I'll review it but you're busy like you're getting on a flight or you you know you're leaving dinner going to you know for drinks afterwards or going to cinema going home yeah I'm busy but then is there a follow-up to it is it asked asked again so I think that's yeah very
1: valuable information there and Um, and and on that and on that Simon a lot of people are most people more likely to leave a bad review as they are a good review um and even if someone's had an excellent experience it's very it's very unlikely they're going to leave a five-star review because of an excellent experience so you just need to chase people up and 99% of people are happy to leave it they're just busy
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely so a uh, random bit of advice for you if we've not discussed this before but also anyone listening uh if you look at estate agents on google in your area and go and look at the two and three star reviews that your competitors get um, because if you look at one star reviews normally that's just someone having a very bad day and they're just going to think everything the world's ending if you look at an agent's two and three star reviews that'll actually give you a good understanding as to where they've gone wrong or could get better so for example uh let's say in your area simon gates estate agent you look at his two and three star reviews and you're like that's interesting a lot of the negative reviews are oh yeah they sold our house but we felt like uh, we they went missing through the sales progression, and you're like, well, that's interesting. So we have an in-house sales progressor, so maybe we should be putting more emphasis on that in our marketing and when we're in the living room. So not slagging off other agents, but looking at negative feedback they've had to use yes. your your benefit. You wrote that down, didn't that's,
1: you? I did indeed. I did it <laughs> onto my notes section. You saw me. You caught me. But yeah, no, that's that's a, that's great stuff, mate. That is good stuff. Um, So I want to just go back in time
0: a little bit to where you spent the majority of your career, so the corporate time. So question for you, what's one positive you've taken away from your corporate time into this business? And what's like one negative where you're like, that ain't happening in my business?
1: Can I give you two positives? Yeah. Two positives. The first is going to be structure yeah i thought you'd say structure, that structure of the business um i as, as you know i started at an independent great a great independent really good independent and then I, I moved to a corporate but it was a completely different world and structure of a business even as simple as running a morning meeting and what that looks like you know i know a few independent agents they come in at nine and just crack on and that seems crazy to me thinking about it now but you know a half an hour morning meeting what we run through what it looks like so important. And then structuring your days out. Mondays is obviously always feedback, but then you might want to do seller love or, or vendor contact on a Wednesday and how that looks. And that would be one thing. Um, and the second positive is the importance of training. <laughs> um, the, the corporate I came from, had great training um, and constant development of people. And that, especially in this industry where you've got a lot of people coming in, into the industry at entry level, Brown zero trainee they need that training they need that help and they need that support and if you leave them to sort of do their own thing without a plan in place they're going to really struggle yeah so i would say structure and training um ne- negative i would say uh a lot of red tape a yeah. lot of red tape and it's, it's very difficult for the corporates because they're so big and yeah. for them to make any decisions takes a huge amount of time Whereas for us as a smaller agent, we can make a decision Wednesday, implement it Friday. Yeah. Corporate's got to go up the, up the food chain, back down, across the, the directors and then back down to branch level. And by then it's been three months. Yeah. I think the inability to change and adapt quickly is something that's going to hurt the corporates or may have already hurt them already in this type of market. Adapt and change quickly, I think, is yeah. would, would, would be that
0: yeah yeah i completely agree with you i'm I'm not surprised what you what you said on on all three of those uh structure training on the positives and then the negative of how long it it takes to make decisions and like you said we both get it uh, the size of the company there's there's tape that they they need to go through what i was thinking of when you said that point was when you look at independence like like yourself for example where if there's a certain trend on social media that week like i don't know um uh, what was the thing? I'm going to get this completely wrong now. What was the trend where it's like guys thinking about ancient... Oh, uh, Rome. Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Yeah. Yeah, and, I've heard and, of this. Yeah. And actually, there was uh, Zoopla, which is funny what I'm saying, because Zoopla is obviously a, a big company, but Zoopla are on social media straight away going and interviewing people in their office going, how often do you think about house prices? I saw that. And then they put that. it on their socials. And I was like, well done. That's very clever. And again, typically those sort of small independents can react to that sort of stuff and go, let's go do that. Whereas a corporate, yeah. by the time, like you said, they've had that thought, gone through the red tape, well, it's three months down the line, that trend's been and gone.
1: Yeah. I saw I saw an agent um doing some stuff about Top Boy, which isn't something yeah. that I would ever be doing, but yeah, it's 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 something that is memorable and people are gonna scroll through TikTok and most people have seen top ball know who it know what it is and it's going to at least make them laugh. And then it's a memorable thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon, but you know, if, if, if it's, it's small things like that, yeah, that, that I, I get what you mean completely. Yeah. You do. That's just made me think of, I think the
0: next series of the crown comes out in November. I'm sure there's definitely going to be some like memes or TikToks or something. Yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. It could, be, uh, it could be a stage. So on the, on the training front, outside the four walls of the business once like you're you're away from the business in your own time what what do you do to to keep your mind sharp and develop do you read books listen to podcasts is there certain people you observe or do you just switch off completely I know you like a holiday every every other week you seem to be an IB for on my bear or something. <laughs> you're not meant to tell everyone that mate <laughs>
1: um no I, I I I'm not a big reader I'm really not a big reader. I'm more of a podcast listener, but even then, I'm. it's something I need. That's my 2024 plan, is to speak to people like yourself and say, what have you listened to? Because that is probably one thing I don't do at all. Um, and although I work a lot of the time, podcast and that side of things, not a huge amount, but what, what I do is um, I pick up a lot from LinkedIn. Okay, interesting. People, po- people post on LinkedIn and people like yourself and Matt Baldock and, and these guys and other random people. What they're talking about. And then I also follow a lot of agents in Dubai and Australia and uh, America. So you Tom Panos of the world and these sort of people and just hear what they're talking about. And I, I think Australia, America are 10 years ahead of us in yeah. terms of marketing and how they do things. And we're going off topic here, but I think the self-employed model that they implemented way, way, way back is now starting to come popular in the UK. And I think it will be a thing in the next five to ten years. The whole sort of self-employed model that they've got there. Um to answer your question, yeah. A lot of LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, of how these agents are marketing, because the marketing side of things really interests me. Um, some of the things these Dubai agents do are amazing in terms of marketing. But yeah, I think I think 2024, I think I need to look at podcasts and audiobooks is is my thing well i like what you
0: said there on like linkedin and and so like social media is obviously a social channel for a lot of people but it is actually also a search engine so i i yeah. make sure on linkedin facebook instagram tiktok i say i make sure most of the time i'm there to learn actually uh, so sometimes it's okay i want to have a laugh and look at stupid videos on tiktok but i i want to learn stuff um and i very sadly have a WhatsApp group with myself called Thoughts, um, which is very sad. But if I see something or, you know, I screenshot it, I send it to myself. And then when I'm back at my desk, I review it and can sort of make notes on it and stuff. So, yeah, I think that social media can be so easy to just be flicking through and, you know, passing the time. But actually, there's so much you can learn from it as well, from a mm. search engine point of view. So, yeah, yeah. I really like what you, what
1: you said there on, on it's, that. It's no, no difference to my notes section yeah yeah it's, it's very yeah. similar it's or or I, or, I start emailing myself stuff yeah. at 10 yeah. o'clock at night and i come in and i've got 10 emails from me at midnight about nonsense most of the time yeah no yeah
0: it's it's, it's the same thing yeah i just do it on, on on whatsapp and just whatsapp myself something um and then typically when i first sit at my desk in the morning go to whatsapp on my desktop and it's like right what did i whatsapp myself yesterday evening right i'm gonna yes. go through that and, and and look at that um right so just um taking the clock back 18 months ago when you first started where where did the first bits of business come from where did your first listings
1: arrive from uh good question good question um i'm trying to remember back simon we 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 had a flurry of listings we we did um i i I think to be honest with you it was a lot a lot of just connections we had in the area obviously where 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 we worked we set up in an area um and and people knew us and they saw a couple boards go up and then put two and two together and got in touch but we did a huge amount of door knocking um robin especially a huge amount of door knocking a huge amount of road knocking which i think you and i spoke about once before as well yeah um and just making sure that we when the initial inquiries come in they're so precious um seeing if they've got properties to sell that usual stuff is where they came from but the first couple of listeners to be honest i can't tell you um i think it was just presence in the area people knowing us um and then from that people saw the boards and we were doing a lot of road knocking prospecting um and that's how it grew really um yeah when you're saying about door knocking
0: and road knocking just for listeners who might be like what's he talking about so what did when you say you were door knocking and road knocking what what does that mean
1: so so door knocking everyone knows or most agents will know simon it it, 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 the classic on the market last four weeks on right move plus um in the area we're 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 looking to try and help people move just wanted to see if we could help you with with you on the move where you're looking to go that that usual usual thing but then we wanted to go one step further and we actually looked at doing road knocks, which is a real nugget for people out there if they're listening, Yeah, where as soon as you take a property on, on say Gates Road or Gates Lane, um, property for sale, just knock every door on that street and explain to them, we've just taken on a property on your road, you've seen the board, um, do you know anyone that would like to move into the area? Have you got any friends or family or have you thought about moving yourself? Um, and, and that is a great way to almost invite um people to the open day yeah and then obviously you've got their contact details you've got their information and a lot of people have, have sort of thought well yeah when the ball did go up we did think about moving but we've not really done the thing with it um and then they, they go into obviously the the chase system and then you're just communicating with these people every so often and there's some road knocks that robin did probably 18 months ago that will come to the market in the next six months and it's just building that forward chase book of people um but if you've got the time and you can do it road knocking would be the first thing I would recommend um, because every agent's board knocking and every agent's got a, uh, a script and every agent's put in handwritten letters through and these sort of things but road knocks not many other people are doing it yeah because yeah. it takes time but it's it's definitely rewarding. Um, and also you're you're away from that you're actually helping the seller because you're inviting more people to the open day yeah, yeah. who actually might end up buying the property so it's it's a two it's two ways right on that so th- i love the
0: saying i'm completely stealing this from josh vegan but prospecting works best when it feels like a service yeah so when you're doing that road knock and hey property's just on the market on your street have you got any friends family work colleagues looking to move into your area that might be interested or are you looking at moving they're going well wow, that's a really nice service because the it's like typically when we think door knocking and double glazing salesmen of the 80s or whatever it's like trying to Get them a contract to sign and, and and move on from it. Whereas it's helping with a service, so they don't, don't feel threatened by it. And then if you get that open day and loads of neighbours turn up because they're curious, they're nosy, want to see how it yeah. goes, and one person buys it and yeah. no competing offers, but they think there's competition, the seller's going to be very happy, aren't they? Because they've probably got an amazing yeah. price for their property. So I absolutely love that. Is has there been when these knocks have happened? Uh, door knocks, road knocks. Ever had any really negative experiences where people have gone, "How dare you get lost?" Because I think that is a, that's a, a perception in agents' minds of, "Oh my god, what if I knock a door and someone tells me to f off?"
1: You get it. Of course, you get it. Um, you, one in two hundred and fifty. One in two hundred and fifty. Yeah. As long as, as long as you, as long as you're presentable and you're polite and you're respectful to people, and you're doing it in the right way. And the, the, the way is to try and help them and help one of their neighbours sell, 99% of people have got no issue with it. Yeah. If you go in and you're arrogant and you're pushy and, and keep going back when they say no, or they've got a sign that says no invited, uninvited traders and you're still knocking it, yeah. then you're gonna come into issues. But not ninety percent of people will be polite and say no, thank you. One or two percent will tell you where to go. And then you've got the rest of the percent, eight, seven, eight percent of people that that are are interested in speaking with you and i Um, just
0: just on something you said that before i I forget when you said about these door knocks and road knocks i can just feel like agents listening to this and maybe messaging me going yeah but how do you find the time to do it because i've had that before so but i guess it goes back to the point you made earlier about the positive come from a corporate world of structuring your diary so have you particularly in the early days was it structuring right between this time that's when we're going to going go and knock that street so because it's in the diary it's going to get done rather than being an ad hoc thing
1: yeah i mean when we first launched there wasn't much else to do <laughs> and we had first week five listings and they were sold quite quickly um but obviously now we've got a huge um bigger property stock it is harder to do it and it really has just been disciplined and blocking out time in the diary and saying right uh, uh five to seven is door knocking time most people are going to be home from then we've got a view in at 4 30 let's just tag on another hour and do the street um but again this again someone i'm going to make another note because it's something that when we've got so busy in the day-to-day stuff you you neglect to do these things yeah. came from in the last place
0: On on what you just said, there again, of knocking the doors, there'll be perhaps agents who have done it between, and I appreciate it's different now with the working from home environment after COVID, but let's say they go knocking doors during the day and they go, no one was in. But you've said, I'm knocking doors between five and seven because that's when someone's more likely to be in. So
1: set yourself up for success by... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to knock, if you're going to door knock at nine o'clock and three till four, there's no chance the parents are going to be there. They're on school run. Yeah. So, yeah, just, yeah, I think putting time aside, but thinking about it and using the most of your time, if you've got a view in the area, then spend another half an hour to 45 minutes door knocking that, or road knocking that street. Again, it's something we've we've come away from a bit. Um, and it's just being disciplined and getting back into doing that, because yeah. it honestly worked. Yeah. The road knocking yeah. thing is, is, is i can't remember who robin got it from somebody i can't remember who he got it from i think maybe someone in australia and and it honestly does work but i think it's again it's doing something that others are not doing so
0: um i think um alex hormozy in america had said first rule of advertising do the complete opposite to everyone else like you said there's agents out there who are door knocking on market stock they are sending them handwritten notes well if everyone keeps doing that it's very saturated so how can i stand out i know I'm going to go knock on the doors that aren't currently for sale and perhaps yeah. try and get them earlier on in, in it. And, and I love what you said earlier of they get into the chase list because so many agents want that instant gratification of, am I going to earn money from them today? Whereas you know, if you're adding them into your database, it it's going to bring value further down the line. It might not even be from them directly. They might go, Joe, I'm not selling, but weirdly, yeah. My sister, my brother, whatever, they're thinking of selling. Oh, great. Can you introduce me? So it can work that way. So um before we uh come on to the last question, there's one thing uh I just want to ask you. Um so 18 months in, if you had your time again, roll roll back the clock, start a business again. Is there anything you'd do differently?
1: Yeah. What's what's, yeah. what's one thing you do differently? I it would look at bringing in somebody to do our marketing from the very first day um we have recently launched a partnership with, with a particular person who's doing all of our marketing so our, our photography our floor plan and our videography for, for social media tiktoks etc that was about two months ago and that has freed up robin and i worked it out about 50 hours a week wow which is like between us which is insane because if you think we were doing all the photos ourselves to save money in hindsight, probably the wrong thing to do. The, the, they're okay. And we edited them up, but that took time. Yeah. So driving to a client's house, sign the contracts, half an hour, IDs, half, another, another 10 minutes, uh, photos, drawing the floor plan yourself, editing it. That could take two and two and a half hours. If you spent that time prospecting, for two and two hours you're, yeah. you're going to make a huge amount of more money that's the that's one of the main things i would change and i was thinking about it yesterday that aside the, the photos are much better than ours and floor plans are much better than ours and um, there's a cost to it but for me the time not spent is is much is much better than the cost it takes me to pay them if that makes sense
0: um, it, it, it makes complete sense and it got me thinking about uh i got an accountant a lot sooner than i thought I would get one, um, and that has freed up a lot of time from having to do those admin things that will make me tax efficient and keep me out of prison, basically, I guess. But with that <laughs> with that time freed up, I can do the work for my clients, uh, do my social media stuff, um, go see clients, you know, prospect for clients. So yeah, uh,
1: I can or be, or, or play golf i mean to- i play golf i yeah. mean as you as as you said i'm always on holiday or you're, you're always on the golf course mate i i mean i've played
0: twice in the last month uh but i'm making i'm making up for that as you know uh <laughs> put in. Um, but yeah no you're right though it, it does it does free up time and actually just before yeah. we go on to a final question um i get that comment of, of of the golf right so it's funny i might say this on podcast four i'd have half the people going you're always on the golf course and then I'd have the other half of people going, I hope you don't burn yourself out because you're up and down the country. You seem to be always working. You're here, there and everywhere. And I'm like, I, I reckon I've got this spot on, the the, the like blend yeah. of it, because half people think you're always on the golf course. Half people think you're, you're up and down the country. So, you know, yesterday I was up at five in the morning, drive to Hull, see a client in Hull, drive back and then work until silly o'clock last night. But there'll be a time, is it next week when we're going to play golf?
1: Yeah, so, Tuesday
0: it's you know like again when it's your own business yeah there's gonna be times when you're working early in the morning working late at night you might do weekends but you then know that well i can go play golf as well so it's important again to get that blend of of uh you know looking after yourself because it will then reflect on your business as well
1: yeah I agree.
0: right last question um to end the podcast so uh i've got these cards here they're called the diary of a ceo conversation cards so on Stephen Bartlett's podcast, closing tradition is he gets a previous guest to ask the next guest, not knowing who they are, a question. So okay. I bought those cards off his podcast. Uh, and for, I don't know, probably a dozen episodes now, I've been doing this. Um, And I, literally any question can get asked, mate. So God knows where this is going to go. So let's have a look. Um, so so
1: so the person the week before has chosen this question for me.
0: oh no 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 sorry yeah I thought oh, I right. it these are from his his podcast oh, right. but okay. I I thought about doing that I thought at the end of the podcast should I should I go right Joe what's yeah. a question for the next guest not knowing who you are and I still might do it um but I've paid for these and I haven't I've got so many to go through so I might as well use them uh so this was asked by Chris Voss. Um, who obviously author of Never Split a Difference from the best bits I've ever read. And it was answered by Jesse J. you see what I did there? She does that in a like that. Very um,
1: nice.
0: Oh, this is a this is a very good question. Um, what are you clear about now that one year ago you didn't know?
1: Uh, that is a very good question. Thanks. Does so have to be business related? No, it can be personal. That's a really good question. And you've put me right on the spot.
0: This this is where I like edit the podcast and start playing in some Jesse J music.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's just pause it for two seconds whilst I think about this. That's a really good question, Simon. And I don't want to opt out, but I might need to come back to you on that one because that is a really good question. Um, I guess, I guess, opening your own business, I think it made me realise the importance that was involved with networking and relationships. So when I was working at a corporate, I just thought it was a big jolly up and people had drinks and had a laugh. But now I've started doing these things, I'm trying to do as many as I can. I'm very clear now on especially when you're an independent and you're alone a lot of the time how important relationships are and networking um yeah that that's probably what i would say but come back to me next week when we meet up and i'll give you a maybe a different answer that's all i can say for now i but i, I what, what what what
0: what what do you think <clears throat> um can't remember the question <laughs> what am i clear on now that i wasn't a year ago uh for me i would say believing in myself confidence that you uh can can do it um because for quite a lot i hadn't set out to do uh do this podcast i hadn't set out to start my own business you know when i first joined home search sam had said to me um you know we hope that you will grow at the same time as this business you grow we grow we grow you grow and part of that was coming out of your comfort zone and and as cringy as it sounds, a whole personal brand things, so putting yourself yeah. out your on socials. Before Home Search, I didn't share anything online. I was a very private person, whereas I kind of put this mask on of, okay, I'm still a private person, but now this is biz- business, Simon. Um, and it still took a lot of time to build that confidence. And people say, now, oh, wow, you, your business is going really well. And it's like, well, that hasn't been the last seven months. That's been three and a half years in mm. the making and not – and and not having it as that personal action so again podcast Sam was someone who told me you should do a podcast which sounds really random when he has his own podcast It's like you've got things to value start a podcast and many agents said to me set up your own business I did not think of doing this and then it took me a long time to believe it and and, and take the plunge and a lot of people say it um I, I perhaps wish I'd done it sooner now that I'm in, in a, in a do fit. So, yeah, it's quite a long answer, but I'd say, yeah, the confidence and the belief that a year ago, uh, I think w- was missing, but I now have that.
1: Yeah, good. That's a proper answer.
0: <laughs> no, I, I,
1: I think your answer is solid, though,
0: because the, the networking thing, yeah Uh, again uh you know there's these networking events or or training days in in bigger estate agents or christmas party whatever it is and it's is that a chance to have a piss up or a day away from the office and chill out whereas actually no is this an opportunity to grow relationships learn improve etc so i i thought it was a a spot spot on answer there mate so that is the end of the podcast. So thank you very much for coming on and, and being a guest. I really appreciate it. It's taken a long time to, to pin you down. Oh, no. um, but th- th- th-
1: Thanks for having me on, mate. Enjoyed it.
0: No, it was Filling really time. good. I think I think there's lots of value in it. So uh, for everyone listening, review, subscribe, share, follow, all that jazz on the episode. And I'm sure if you've liked what you've heard from Joe and you've got any questions for him, I'm sure if you reach out to him on social media, be be happy to have a chat. Absolute pleasure. Good stuff. Cheers, James. Thanks,
1: Jake. Simon.